What up? Yo, what's happening, yo? Man, your grill is all up in the in the camera today. You are yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to I'm trying to adjust it. Um this is Dennis view. This is a <laughs> orthodontist view. <laughs> what up, man? Good, man, everything is well, man. How are you? I'm good, man. It's been two weeks. It feels like it's been an eternity. Since I, I know. I'm, I'm still waiting. Did you get your holiday pay yet? Holiday pay. Yeah, holiday pay from us missing last week. I was. Bruh, we got to hit Big Mike up for our. Mike, uh, Mike, Mike ain't give us our holiday pay. Man, <laughs> hey, it's hard economic times out here. You, he should be paying us paying us a bonus just to be on this show since it's so hard to get so hard to find workers these days. Shoot, I'm trying think, to tell you. I think I'm due for it. You know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody going, tuning in. I'm good. I'm good. I want to shout out everybody tuning in right quick, Rashad and. Uh, my man Jay, everybody who is tuning in and watching, please be sure to like and share. Sunday night service is back and in effect. Yes, sir. Religiously incorrect. We took a week off, Pastor Jeff, for uh, July Fourth holiday, yes, and sir. you know we, we didn't plan on talking about that. But what what did you do or not do for the fourth concerning your church, like acknowledging Independence Day? Did you, did you even bother to do? I, you know, I. I was going to do something, but then I said, you know, as a matter of fact, I told them that morning, you know, I'm gonna wait till uh, next June, uh, Juneteenth, and Juneteenth. <laughs> I I just I just put the sermon on hold. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I uh, we didn't really make any formal acknowledgement except that the be safe for the holidays. Right, right, right. I did, I, I did say that at the end of the service. I said that at the end of the service. <laughs> I actually had a sermon called I Need an Independence Day. I Need an Independence okay. Day uh, planned, and I just, it just didn't feel right. So I, I, I said I'd just hold on to it. So here's, here's where I'm at, Jeff. Jeff, you know, this might be, Pastor, exactly what certain people fear with all of this, you know, newfound awareness of history. 1619 project i have less and less of a connection to anything related to actual like independence day or the american revolution now now veterans day white black whatever memorial day whatever you know armed forces day which apparently is a day for current you know uh you know that but like flag day and independence day that is just so far out for me at this point and I'm not even playing the like militant Juneteenth thing, even though Juneteenth is a thing. You know, some people are going overboard. Like they were literally mad. People were talking about Independence Day. They're like, "How you gonna celebrate Juneteenth and Independence Day?" I'm like, you I, know. "I'm not mad." You know, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was, uh, you know, you know. I mean, those you don't know, I've been working, you know, crazy. Five hundred hours a week. <laughs> Basically, Jeff's and, job added hours to the day just so they can make him work them. There's 27 hours in the day now because of Jeff's job. And he has to work all of them. I'm in bed, man. I'm I'm good, knocked out. My wife is like, it's 1030. I'm like, and I'm asleep. What do you what do you want? What do you need? You know, I'm asleep. What is time? What What is what is time anymore? He's like, well, you're going to do those fireworks. You know, my son-in-law had uh Oh yeah, he was the he was the fireworks plug. Listen, I went, I went, I went outside. I lined them all up in a row. <laughs> I was like, I'm going back to bed. Bye, 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 bye. Right, 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 right. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot. Now, I, I'll tell you, the only thing that is Independence Day savings grace is black people's obsession with fireworks. Obsessed, man. Obsessed. If, if it wasn't for black people's obsession with fireworks, I don't see any reason for us you to know, have anything to do with Independence Day, to be honest. They literally used to start around July 2nd, maybe July 1st. They now start like, like May. <laughs> It's not after Mother's Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's Day until we go back to school is now fireworks season. I, I saw some posts, Pastor Tatum. <coughs> uh, she was talking about New York fireworks. I don't even want to know what it's like to shoot off oh fireworks God. in New York. Where do you shoot off fireworks in New York? How? Where? I I tell you what. It was the bodega? I mean, what? what is the... now, this time, my son-in-law gave me some of them real fireworks. You know, you, Usually because he said I really didn't like, I told him I really didn't like doing them. He gave me some regular one. He gave me them real jumps that was, you know, go crazy. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm running back to the car and I'm thinking mosquitoes are biting me. And it's actually stuff falling down. I mean, my, the my, my, and my, the ashes. my wife's car was covered with fireworks. <laughs> so in the world, I'll never get this junk again. Listen. Okay, so like the other night we actually went to a private fireworks display. I don't want to say private, but I was invited by my brother by my brother in law to a friend's uh, of his house out in the country, out in the township. And there's like they have like a giant lake on their property, and they set up uh, like across the lake. It was like a professional show. It was literally better than Eastwood's. Wow! And Eastwood's wow. was garbage this year. You can put that on record. Pastor Todd Johnson said <laughs> that the Scrappersfield fireworks were straight garbage. I don't even like the founding fathers, but the founding fathers would be ashamed of you if they when, saw those. When Harden scores, their fireworks is better. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Harding's fireworks are better than the scrappers. Tatum said they 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 set them off in the middle of the block and hope you don't set someone's house on fire. Yeah, that sounds like a winner. Right. That's exactly right. why I'm not a big city guy because Warren, little old sleepy Warren. Not to say I can never go to a big city, but it's chaotic enough to have kids shooting bottle rockets at my car when I'm trying to drive down right exactly road. and I can't even be mad because I used to be that kid so karma well, I guess before we move on I just it what is the what is the cold because literally these people light the fireworks up all night long and then leave all the scrap in the street oh, there's no cold man there's no cold <laughs> I mean shouldn't you get it up the day of no no there is no cold man there's there it's like the streets man it's, it's, there, there's no code anymore there's no honor in this there, there's no honor in the drug game there's no honor in the fireworks game <laughs> there's no honor in the you know messing around with your friend's girl or, or boyfriend there's no honor anywhere Just, there's no code it doesn't exist wait, wait a minute it was one house down the street from me say no names to bear no blame. okay we already know what house this was <laughs> with this house would this house have something to do with uh family members who live in my rental home? What <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Jeff is about to turn me in as a uh, slumlord. <laughs> I said I said my God. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I heard, I, man. I heard. Trust me, I, I heard from neighbors, man. I heard. I heard it was <laughs> it was a bad scene. So, man, the news of the day, and we're not even going to devote that much time. We're going to give ourselves like a three minute time limit for this. Well, we actually don't have a guest. We can talk as long as we want to and do our ads. Shakari Richardson, my man. So, yeah. it's all over. There's nothing. That 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 track star, yeah. uh, 
young lady with the wild, you know, orange hair, the nails, the lashes, nails, speedster. Yeah. She, she, you know what she is? If Speed Demon was a person, <laughs> that would be her. That would be if, her. If, if Speed Demon was a person, and I'm not saying she looks like a demon, but she does have a, a you know, when you think about Olympic sports, you know, kind of a shock look. I don't understand why they think it's shocking. Like we didn't have Jackie Joyner, Kersey, and Flo Joe and and you know, the one leg outfits and all that stuff. I mean, that's well, that's nothing it, new. It, it it literally goes to, you know, the fact that it shouldn't and, and this is just my opinion, it shouldn't take away from her talent. None of what you know, what people look like, you know, I mean, we could talk about uh what's the quarterback who be wearing all the girls' clothes? Um Cam Cam, yeah, you know that's a little far for me, man. That's a little it's, it's far, but I mean it and the basketball me. player. Who's the basketball player that does it too? LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All and, uh, of them. <laughs> but it doesn't take away from their talent on the court. And and so no, no, I, it doesn't. But it gets you attention and that's your own personal style. And and let's go back, you know, it's funny because we're gonna wrap this into you know, we'll get to our subject whenever, but it goes back to that image is what got her attention. You know, right, she right, already right. would have been blazing. She already would have been blazing. Short, but that image, and, and let's be clear, many of our people, many black people were, you know, it, it, it was a mixture. There were some people speaking down on her image, but as usual, there were far more people claiming people were speaking down on her image than actually were. And right, so right. she just becomes a rallying cry. Y'all don't judge her. Ain't nobody said a daggone thing about her eyelashes except for like one white lady in the suburbs somewhere. You know, right, nobody was right, really right. on that. But then it turns and she tests positive. And it's funny because we were all learning the 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 heartbreaking slash inspirational story about her mother dying and her finding out. And apparently this is a biological mother. We're not in all her business. Well, I mean, that she was estranged from. Estranged from. Which, which, you know, all right, I'm going to let that go because I'm I'm a bit of a hard-hearted guy. Sometimes I think people manufacture drama in some ways. I think that you really can be impacted and are impacted. But, Jeff, you and I both know a whole lot of people, and I'm not saying this is everybody, who once somebody's not really in your life, it affects you, but it felt more like a storyline. But Absolutely. then it turned when she's coping with this storyline. And that's that's what I'm saying. Or I guess if her mother wouldn't have passed away and she would have tested positive, would she still have tested? See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because I just think, okay. you know. All right. Judge, it's judgment time. Remember how y'all say the church I'm, don't judge people? I'm about to judge people. I'm about to judge people. <laughs> All right. Are y'all ready to judge? It's judgment hour. We need like a bell to say judgment hour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she looked like she'd been smoking a whole lot more than just to cope with her mama's death. Let's that, just be that, honest. I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you did. I just, when I looked, I was like, come on now. You, you, you're a strange farmer. You really don't even know the woman. You just like to, you just like to hit, that, hit that end up. Now, 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 let's be clear. You can be impacted, and people do feel extreme <sighs> pain, you know, and, and regret, sorrow. You're talking about a young lady. She is young. But one person made a great comment. Forget who it was. I want to give credit. They said a part of all this gassing up that they gave this young lady, no pun intended, is that she had the wild look and it's almost like the hood had a hero. Right, right. Until the hero turned back into the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and, got, and got disqualified from the Olympics. 
And then there's all this, it shouldn't be a law, it shouldn't be a rule, y'all are judging her. And man, here's the here's the A word, man. The A word is worse than the F word at this point. The A word is worse than the F word. Accountability. Accountability. Here it is. The well, A word is worse than the Listen, I'm going to tell the story I told. I think Michael Phelps, I think Michael Phelps, everything he won, uh, he done it one drug somehow. I he might have. And he got tested and he tested positive and he got suspended for three months. But it was after he had already participated in the Olympics. Right. So right. that three months technically didn't affect the Olympics. But I, but I will say this. And I, I said this in a comment. I forget who I said it to. I think it was to my uh, uncle who's a coach. I said, yes, we all know how weed is transitioning and changing. We all know how laws are opening up. But as we have said in many debates, that does not mean that every sport, every job, every school is going to instantly change their rules. I got pulled over a couple of weeks ago just as a spot check. They didn't give me a ticket or nothing, but just as a spot check. Like, hey, slow down. Coming from my church, 35, 25, over the bridge, you know, woo, woo, woo. And I literally said to the cop, you know, it really shouldn't be 25 here. He's like, yeah, I know, but it's 25 here. Right. Right. End of story. It, it really shouldn't be. I could call it a speed trap all I want. You know, it, it is. But let's, this, this, this young lady is not the first person in the history of the world to get caught doing drugs and suspended. This is a long standing issue. And in the spur of the moment, coping grief or just hanging out with friends you don't think about the consequences or you think you're not even thinking at all you're not even thinking of a way out you're not even thinking about these arguments you're not doing that when it happens but we're so quick to create those arguments you know what you're doing thank you tatum i said this to my coach uncle to be in the olympics is to literally be a walking drug test absolutely absolutely to be in the olympics all you do is train and get drug tested that's it that's, That's it. all and you do. And you know it. You know it. They you know follow you after the races until you go to the bathroom and they literally have to sit with the stall. Like it's so, you know, lack, lack so much privacy. I've watched some specials about it. Like but, they literally follow a dude and have to stand there. But, you know, I've talked to plenty of these young men, whether it's high school, whether it's college, plenty or whether it's just some of these young men trying to get a job. They swear. They swear by the fact that you can get away with it. You can drink to certain stuff. And eat this dirt. You listen. First of all, that doesn't help on hair follicles, and you know, right, right. You know, you can't get away with everything. So let's stop. You know, let's stop. Let's stop looking for the get around. Let's stop looking for the get around. And let's just get it right. And it goes back to the PPP argument. If they want to catch you, they will. And if there is anybody they wanted to catch, it'll probably be her. Let's yeah, be honest. Absolutely. absolutely. So, and I heard it was some people getting caught with the PPPs. They, yeah. Starting to catch up oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm seeing it all over. But but you know, I I feel for her because you know this is a prime time in her life. This was the time to start a legacy. I do wish there could have been exceptions or understanding or hearings or you'll be suspended afterward or what. I really do wish that. But they did make a point. They said she is not the only athlete in the on the Olympic team. Everybody's right. subject to the same rules. Absolutely. Anybody else, you know, and it's unfair to the people who followed the rules. Right. It is. And we it don't is. like to think that way. And boy, it's almost like bunk y'all that follow the rules. You know, if we don't, then still, right. you know, and I think that's a quiet tension nobody talks about in every area of life. You know, whether I, we're whether we're paying for our, you know, houses and food and somebody else's, forget y'all, y'all the dummies that that y'all the idiots. 
that that's not would, finessing the system. So, and I would just say that the one saving grace is she's very young. She's, yeah, she has a chance to come back and still do what she does, and hopefully this time she'll make smarter choices, better choices, and surround yourself with people. Thank you, thank who you. Make you make better choices, or who this is uh, have accountability over your life, and you know what I mean. So this is almost Makai Bryant situation all over again. It's the right. people. That's the young lady in Columbus. It's the people who are surrounding you that end up being your downfall. The people who are gassing you up. I mean, and, and, and let's just be clear in pro sports and in many other high profile occupations, as soon as you get into that world and in the, in the new millennium, there's a million seminars and orientations and, you know, mentors and all these people telling you exactly what to avoid. Avoid exactly avoid kicking it with people from your hood, avoid family members who come out the woodwork, avoid going to clubs and da 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 da. And some people still choose to do it. So it be what it be, it is what it is. We wish her the very best. And I want to finish off with this there are other black people in the Olympics, yes, there are other black athletes. I know that we are very ticked off, but I think it was Gabby, I forget her name, Gabby whatever her name is, yeah. wonderful, talented, gold medal person. She did say, I would hate for everyone to boycott the rest of us because you feel like you're boycotting the Olympics and you might be, but don't forget there are still a lot of other black athletes breaking barriers Absolutely. and fulfilling their dreams too that deserve our help. So so Pastor Jeff, it's, it's just me and you today. We're the special guests. Go ahead and introduce me and I'll introduce you and, and then we'll do our ads. So first of all, let's do the ads. Let's do the ads. Then we're going to introduce each other. We're going to think about how we're going to introduce each other. Uh, Gabby Douglas. Thanks, Jay. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, where was my first one? Yeah. Phillips Care Cleaning Service is a proud sponsor of uh, Religiously Incorrect uh, Podcast. Check them out. Call 330-219-7916. They clean just about anything. Residential, commercial, floor cleaning, uh, wood cleaning, move in, move out, deep cleaning, Trumbull, Mahoning Counties. Check out Phillips Care LLC on Facebook. Check them out by calling my man Fernando at 330-219-7916. They do a great job. They clean up the mess that causes you stress. And while we're talking about proud sponsors, we want to shout out Phillips Lawn Care Service. Phillips Care Lawn Services has been in business for over 10 years. They service the entire area, Mahoney Valley region. They're doing lawn starting at $30, but they also do mulching and spring and fall cleanup. They'll do edging, trimming, and all the outdoor needs. I know it because I use them, and they are wonderful and excellent at what they do. Make sure you check out Phillips Care LLC on Facebook or look up them uh, look them up by calling 330-219-7916. And and Jeff as we finish off this I want to put up Dante's comment cuz I think it's a great comment. He said strong talk and we appreciate you no longer principal capers. He is yeah, also yeah. what he is associate superintendent I believe capers strong talk resisting accountability focused on the get around and the hypernormalization of weed. Love it, Dante. Love we got to get you on sometime. It, love it. Yes, we that would be great. You know, they call them daddy capers at uh, at, at Harding. So we got to. <laughs> and, and shout out to the sister that got hired as the new principal. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Big shout out to her. Yeah, shout out, shout out. You know, we're just grateful to see wonderful talent and people who love our children, serving our children. So shout out to all of you. All right, Jeff, go ahead and announce me and I'll announce you. We're a special guest tonight. Our, our, our special guest tonight Really needs no applause. Really needs no. Uh, really needs no. 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 
no intro. You're no introduction. If you, if you don't know him, you've been hiding under a rock somewhere. He is the king of evangelism. He is the, the outspoken uh, new Malcolm X of today. He, <laughs> he, he is the brother y'all know for wearing the Smedium shirts. Come on, somebody. Smedium shirts. Listen. Smedium shirts. shirts Come on, style. somebody. Come on, somebody. He is he is the husband of one wife uh, and and three, uh, be- so. three beautiful children. Amen. Would y'all hey, put y'all hey, hands hey, together? Keep, keep talking while I plug my laptop in. <laughs> he is a good brother. Uh, he 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 went from the Diedrich Hatton hairstyle to the. Uh... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Danny, put it back up, Todd. Danny, put you back up. Here's a person wearing a romper clergy outfit. No, no, this is cold-blooded. <laughs> the, romper, the romper clergy outfit. <laughs> put your hands together for, he, he likes Yo. to say, the, the right reverend. Y'all are dogs, the, man. The under-shepherd. Y'all are dogs. The, the, the angel of the house, the pastor of the second, ba- the historical second, the Baptist historical church, second Baptist church, right here on Ma- right here in on Main Street in Warren, Ohio, <laughs> Pastor Todd Johnson. Hoo-de-hoo! Woo! I need all I need all my second Baptist folk to go ahead and give them claps and hands. Anybody watching clap. this show? Anybody watching? I was gonna say, don't say nothing about progressive because ain't nothing on the internet. So. They're watching. <laughs> <laughs> my church is watching Family Feud right now. Family Feud. <laughs> And uh, Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> well, coming to the stage, coming to the stage is Warren's own Kirk Franklin. He is, <laughs> he, he is the greatest singer that can't sing, <laughs> but insists on singing anyway. He is one of the flyest dressers. He is one of five grand's top models, even though five grand doesn't even sell male clothes anymore. He just models clothes from K&G. I want you to put your hands together for the number one Browns fan, the powerful preaching potentate, the pastor of Progressive Baptist Church, the father of Christian and Asia May, and and what's the new one's name? Grayson and Chastity. Grayson and Chastity, the husband of Tiffany, Lady Tiffany. This is one of Warren and Youngstown's finest. He is so (coughs) bad that he just runs over everybody's church in everybody's city. Who knows where you'll find him next? He might be the pastor of Potter's house next. Who knows what's going on? Who knows? But my partner in crime, pastor, reverend, doctor, apostle, archbishop, assistant music director, vice drummer, Jeffrey L. Stanford. So, so, so here's our theme for today, Pastor Jeff. Wait, 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 wait. Here's a wait, here's a wait, here's a wait. Before we go into our theme for today, just give us a brief synopsis. A brief sy- <laughs> All right, Thank you, Cynthia Hill. See you on the oh. All right. See, we got we got some folk. We got some progressive in the house. Right. Listen, um, listen, uh, just give us a brief synopsis of your time at the is HB, HBCU you was at? Yeah, was yeah, it? it's called NASAP. NASAP, it's a student leadership uh, group and a student leadership institute that's centered around HBCUs. It's at Savannah State every July. I get to run down there with our main man, Terrell Vidal, 
and assist him with uh, doing presentations. And obviously after COVID, a lot of schools were shut down. The famous homecomings, you know, the king and queen courts, all that stuff was kind of shut down. So it was our time to get back and reintroduce the students. Whole new group of kids, of course, because the kids we were talking to three years ago are gone. But all I can say is this. uh, It is inspiring. It is heartwarming. And it's motivating to see Black excellence at work, the future of Black leadership in Black America. I mean, up north, of course, HBCUs are not so prominent. And I'm actually making a commitment to be more engaged and involved, uh, even try to get some youth to attend, even if they're volunteers or something, to just see that. It's one thing to go to a college fair, which is awesome. It's another thing to actually watch the student leaders in action. Nothing beats them wearing their color-coordinated dresses and suits, escorting the ladies up the steps and opening doors, doing their chants, their dances, representing their schools, but also the excellence in which they conduct themselves. Not, it's not just a show. Black colleges are not just a show. It's not just Absolutely. homecoming and battles of the bands and all that stuff. It is our culture. And again, like the black church, like the black church, black colleges are one of the last bastions where we can truly be us the way we want to be us. Absolutely. And so shout out to NASAP SLI, the wonderful president Dumas, Dr. Brandon Dumas, who is the head uh, of that currently and all of the presenters, the students I met. I mean, I met, these are seniors. These are juniors and seniors. I mean, getting ready to go to law school, accountants, biologists, chemists, you know, med school, just amazing intelligence. And they will have church on a dime. You put a church song on the speaker, they will start a whole choir. It was a quartet (laughs) concert in the cafeteria. And here's how you know you're at a black college. When the cafeteria is selling oxtails and rice and fish and grits, (laughs) you you ain't getting that at YSU. and you You ain't getting that at UC. So, I mean, oxtails and rice, fish and grits, fried chicken. I mean, all I mean, all the works. Peach cobbler that they, they had it going on. Them old black women, they took them right out the church kitchen and sent them right over to the university, <laughs> and it was a beautiful thing. So uh, appreciate you allowing me to shout that out and shout out Terry, our, my, you know, my brother Terrell for always asking me to go along. There might be an opportunity for me to go as a presenter myself and speak to young men, and I'm I'm really bouncing that. I'd love to do that. Uh, and start to kind of go to colleges and interact more at that level. So we'll see where that, where that flows. Hey, uh, our subject today, Pastor Paramore. Y'all know Pastor Paramore is Bowdy Bowdy, Lita Paramore. She was, was she put a post up about Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The young man tried, hit yeah. a girl and she, she, she was like, she was like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm from the yo. Do you know who I am? <laughs> and if they didn't, they better, they better they know. Find they, out. They, they would not want her husband walking up. On well, listen, that's not a brother I would want to walk up on me. Bro, I barely want to sit beside him, let alone walk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our subject is the summertime blues. The summer, t- the summertime blues. You know, on a, in a normal year, it's been said that summertime is one of the worst times for churches. Yes. Yes. For obvious reasons, right? Mm-hmm. You got vacations, you know. Uh, just being too hot because half y'all churches don't got air conditioning. Um, bruh, you know, <laughs> and then, then you think you have it, you know, until how come you never realize something's wrong with your air until Sunday morning at like 1045? <laughs> if it is a problem, nobody finds out Thursday at two. 
because it still be cool in the offices where we go. We go into the true. offices where it still be cool at. We ain't that's, in the sanctuary. That's, that's yeah. true. And the devil, you know, he be attacking, man. He be attacking, trying to make Sunday the hottest days and all. And then you got you got hot lights and choir robes if you still wear them, and all that makeup and, and equipment. You know, equipment heats up a building and, and all that electricity. You know, yeah, it, it's miserable. But the summertime blues. I mean, there are a lot of challenges that churches face. So, so if attendance is down, then that means offerings are down. You know, activities maybe available volunteers to get things done, you know, might be down. Uh, there's the scourge, and, and I mean this in love. I'm just joking, but for those of us that do it, VBS, or as I call it, Hell Week. Because <laughs> 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 by, by Thursday, Doc, the volunteers Ooh. be about ready to choke these kids, boy. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They be, you know, Monday, we all bright. We doing the little attendance and welcome to VBS. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> but, walking around with their phones, showing yeah. all these kids and everything. By Thursday, it's just one big black lady like, y'all better sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Is it almost over? Is it over I yet? Pastor, you come down here with these kids. You got people calling off uh, sick uh, from vacation Bible school. <laughs> the kitchen committee is on FMLA. <laughs> they faking injuries. They don't want to come back. Yeah, man. Vacation Bible school, boy. And we're, we're not doing it this year. We're doing Sunday fun days a couple times a month. Okay. As we gear back up to children, uh, children's church and, and doing that in a different format. But summertime has so many challenges, man. and I mean, let's just start with attendance and services in general, right? you know, and we want to hear from some of you. And, and by the way, if you're a member of one of our churches, you know, your opinion is your opinion. We're not going to listen to you anyway. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but there are some churches that go that simplify their schedule uh-huh. that that if they do multiple services, they go down to one service or some shift their service to earlier in the morning. And to kind of give Sunday away. Uh a lot of people like Saturday services, depending on if your churches right, do right. some of that. A lot of our white churches especially do that. Uh, what do you feel about, should you make service adjustments in the summertime? You know, as a pastor, you know, what do you think? I, I definitely feel that it depends on the size of your church, depends on the size, the amount of people you got at your church. If, if you are if you have a small church, I think you stay, stick with what you got, stick, you know, and especially those members who are kind of used to you know, what they do. They're kind of used to coming at a certain time, a particular time. And, you know, when you go, especially for people like you and I who are newer pastors and we start changing up times, then we start getting a side eye, but we're really trying to do that to help them. But right. you, know, you you don't want to interrupt the flow. You are because like you said, summertime, we're already going to have lower attendance. So you don't want to, you know, mess with those who may come. And because you spend the time on them, they feel like, you know, I would have been there. You know, it just gives an extra excuse. But even if it's not an excuse, you know, as much as we talk about the church needing to change and transition in a lot of ways, you have to be careful how you do that, how often you do that, because change and transition can be destabilizing. Yeah. And it's it's not just about feeding people's preferences. It, it, you right. know, we like to say that, or you know, and I know it, we all get stuck in routines, rituals and that. But honestly, there, there, there's a reason your job doesn't change your hours every couple of weeks unless you work swing shift or something. And you right. all know if you work swing shift, how crazy <laughs> that is. Right. Not, not. So 
the idea that we should just be flipping here and there all the time, you know, I don't agree with, but there's nothing wrong with exploring, you know, the world we live in now, even pre-COVID, which is going to end up being the reference for everything. COVID is going to end up being our reference for everything at this point. You know, it's like A, B, C and A, D now. It's going to be like, you know, P, C, A, C. But uh, we are more reasonably thinking people. We have more historical context to why we do what we do. Perfect example. I literally read one time when I was reading on the history of the Kojic Church, don't know how true or accurate, but it was believed that their conventions were in November because it was after harvest season for just about everybody. And wow. that's why their conventions are in November. Uh, oh. A lot of our services are at 10 and 11 o'clock because in the agricultural days in the agrarian society, like when you everybody worked the fields, basically, you got up early when it was still cool to do your work. And then you went on to church or, or, or whatever and spent the rest of the day in church for those who, who didn't take the Sabbath so strict as some do. Uh, so there's reasons for things. And because we have that knowledge, we think more about switching up and people are more safety minded, the more reasonably minded. And, uh, you know, there are people, as, as uh, Sister Johnson just said, who ask for services to be moved up or shifted in the uh, wintertime when it's getting dark. You have people yeah, that, yeah, you know, there's yeah. a night service or yeah. a Bible study, mm -hmm. which like we don't have night services anymore. But I mean, man, I wish I could have as many summer nights as my kids have now on Sundays. I mean, we used to have 530 service. Yeah. It was seven at first and 530. And you know what it's like to get out of church, change your clothes, be playing with your friends and your dad. You'd be like, yo, <laughs> yo, you know, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you got to go back to church, you know. So I think there's more honestly willingness with everybody even small churches sometimes you be like yo y'all want to just do a 45 minute service at nine they'd be like you know well, I know 12 I, of us cool you know i know the last church i pastored you know uh like you said when they when the time shifted uh the area that was in you know was not it, it was that street was known for you know a lot of uh gang activity and you know people getting shot so we moved the time up because we couldn't, you know, I didn't want people to leave Bible study and feel like, you know, you know, every deacon had to wait and walk them to their car and make sure they get all the way down the street safe, you know? So right. I think that sometimes it is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, like you said, every church needs to know its context and perhaps be willing to at least, if it's the pastor's idea or someone else's idea to bring it up in the right way to at least, you know, talk about it, the pros, the cons, you know, will this make a significant difference? You know, there's already going to be a significant difference in attendance and giving and participation anyway. There's already going to. Now, there are some people who refuse to change up or cancel when the weather's bad or whatever. That same old story. You never know when a soul might come and the doors are closed. <laughs> and that might be the one day that soul was going to be saved. And we moved service to nine and they came at 11 and we missed them. You know, I do believe that God and his providence is not going to let something as fickle as an hour change be the difference between somebody's soul going to heaven or hell or receiving Absolutely. the ministry they need. But again, there's wisdom and responsibility, you know, on our part. And sometimes it's just being reasonable and pragmatic. You can fuss at people. You can argue with people about being faithful to this or that. And it's summertime, but don't lose. L listen, if I was the average church member, I'd be taking a few Sundays off myself. Even if I was a, average attendee let's and, and come on preachers let's be clear here preachers organists whoever first of all we're obviously paid to be here absolutely okay let, let's just be honest 
<laughs> We're obviously paid to be here. And then there's a, a group of people who have nowhere else to be. And and if church was on Mars, they'd buy a spaceship. <laughs> Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, and they would be there no matter what. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not bashing that. But I'm just saying that my father taught hard about family values. Go on vacation. Don't live under the church. Don't let your children resent the church. Right. Right. Because you spent every waking hour. You know, there there were people raised. Bishop Heron talked about it with us. You know, when they were raised, they couldn't play sports, couldn't do anything that might make them miss church and certain traditions. And they understood, you know, now why they were trying to do that to keep them out of trouble. But let's not pretend a group of people didn't resent the faith in the church. Some because, of them still ain't going. And still, um, no, yeah. mm-hmm. So be pragmatic. Now, do we need to give in to the whims? Because after a while, people are like, yo, let's just do church twice a week all year or twice a, twice a month. <laughs> or let's, why don't we just have monthly service, Doc? You know what? We need to have a biannual service in July and December. All via Facebook. Everything via Facebook. Every via Facebook. You know what? Doc, just email me your sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Just just ride by my house and throw some communion at me. I mean, it's you got to be careful about chasing preferences. Let's just be clear. The world has shifted and the church and people are not sitting around waiting for Sunday. There, There's kids sports on Sundays. And, you know, we've cried about it. It hasn't changed the reality of it, that there's football and baseball and soccer and camps and, you know, AAU sports. It is what it is, man. You know, and. So we can either fight it or try to be effective. Absolutely. You know, and you have sometimes you have to change. Well, let me ask you this, man. When we're dealing with summertime blues, how much of summertime blues has to do with because we do live in a world and age where, you know, the big hats and stuff is not is not as prevalent anymore. Where uh, clothing and an appropriate dress uh, comes into play. At, at our churches and and how how do we deal with that how do we deal with you know you know the uh you know i i mean would you deal with somebody who came to your church with shorts or or uh, you know uh the cut off sleeves and you yeah. know things of that nature the, the short answer is no you know first of all and i'm not i am not super duper come as you are a guy because i just believe that's gotten abused Right. But I do believe that something, and when I say abused, I mean like people just be saying it, don't even think. They don't even, you know, they're not even, whatever. But I'll say that no, number one, the soul is always more important. If it is a person in a place of position or service or ministry that should know that they should dress within reason, even if you're dressing down, even if it's hot, you know, I think that's something to be addressed to those who should be walking in maturity and have an obligation in ministry. But any average member or visitor, you know, unless they're causing an actual disruption and there might be. And, you know, one thing I'm noticing and I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, that there's a list of terrible things that I'm surprised don't happen more. One is like mass shootings in like welfare offices, you know, when people get their Section 8 cut off. And another one is people basically trolling the church. And doing things just to prove yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it happens some, but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. You know, and people are like, I'm going to just wear this bikini there and see what they say. I'm going to come in there, with, you know, because and it, it's going to happen because everybody's pranking each other and going to places that we once considered, you know, sacred and doing crazy things. But at, at this juncture, again, our churches aren't even wearing hats and fur coats 
in the wintertime and on special mm-hmm. days like that. It is right. a far more casual society, you know, and I don't think that's the main thing. And, and, and let's just be clear. I don't know very many people who still think that way. You know, your I, preachers and your deacons and people who like to dress up are still going to dress up. Let's be honest. They were going to dress up anywhere. If they were going out to drink, they were going to wear a three-piece suit. You know, right. there's old school players, you know, <laughs> that were going to dress up. It just is what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm tired of that, uh, like, reaction to judgment that's not even happening. I don't remember the last time I've witnessed anybody legitimately judge somebody's clothes or something. Now, would a woman cut eyes at a, at a young lady with, you know, short shorts on or a short skirt or, or you know, a see-through pants and a thong? Yeah. Yes. Would they do it at the mall, too? Yes. Would they do it at McDonald's, too? Yes. Would they do it when they're pumping gas and see that girl get out of her car? Yes. So this is just a human reaction. This isn't. So Judgment. so let's let's you just know. let's let's just okay the first week cool second week cool you know two weeks two two months in you've joined the church you 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 got a relationship with people and you're still you know scatly dressing and, and yeah. you know I mean let's just be honest every deacon ain't saved you know we know that every every, every and, and I mean it 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 does cause a you know, it, it, it does cause with somebody looking a, a distraction, at a, a, a yeah, distraction, or, or let's be clear, you know, number one, I'll say, I say this about all females and I'm torn on the subject. I admit I'm torn, you know, no, a young lady is not responsible for how a young man reacts. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the opposite. The Bible says that it's the man who loves, who should pluck his eye out. It does not say the woman should cut her boobs and her butt off. <laughs> you're right. Doesn't say that. Right. Doesn't say you're that. Right. It doesn't say the woman should do, it says the man should pluck his eye out. But I think that if you are being a knowing distraction and maybe you don't know, and again, the church has to wrestle with a culture that is not at all acclimated to any of the norms of the church. We have to find new ways of, you know, if there are expectations, you know, making them known when they need to be made known and, you know, communicating it you know, in a loving fashion. But but there's another side to this. And there are people, and we got to be honest, even though it is unpopular to say, there are people who are looking for attention. And then when they get the attention, they'll make a lot of noise about the attention they got. Just yeah. like these young ladies who basically post these thirst pics, talking about they single and horny and all this other stuff at night. And then as soon as somebody inbox them, they want to post screenshots talking about, I look at all, all these guys. Why y'all all in my <laughs> inbox? You know, so... The church has to be wary of that because, again, a part of that culture is attention I want, but I really don't want or I make something toxic out of. And that's the club to the church to wherever. So I think the church needs to make its intentions known, lead by example, not be judgmental. But that doesn't mean that you don't look for teaching and wisdom moments. You know, uh, it doesn't look for teaching and wisdom moments. So so, Jeff, I want to I want to switch gears a little bit. Because number one, we talked about church services, and I think all of us have shortened our church services with the exception of a few that, that have uh, extended their church services. <laughs> I would just say this. If you're still doing like two, three hours, on, you need to stop. Nobody is watching all that. And I'm sorry for the people who are watching three hours of church on this. Uh, but let's switch gears to like outreach and outdoor services. Mm. So a lot more people got pushed outside. I remember when I could count on my hand or maybe even two fingers, the number of churches that would do an outdoor service before they were forced to. And my church was always one of them. 
you know, my church was always one of them. And, you know, not everybody's outside parking lot, pull up parking lot, you know, this, that the church at the park. We're doing pull up and pray at, at parks and areas around the west side for the next month. That's just on Wednesday. So is outdoor service really effective? And I mean, as an outreach tool, we I'm not talking about the necessity of COVID and parking lot. Right. Yes. And I've heard, and, and, and let's be clear. Preachers have started to brag about outdoor service the way we used to brag about how many members we have in church at Red Lobster afterwards. <laughs> We're bragging about what it does. We're bragging about how people walk by, just walked up. And I have a skeptical, call it a, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I really have this sarcastic sort of viewpoint about going overboard thinking that everybody who walks down the sidewalk, you've just suddenly become this super dynamic outreach ministry. Yeah. You know, if there was a guy playing the banjo on a street corner, a few people would have walked up. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, 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 there was a wolf howling at the moon. Somebody would have walked out their house and looked at it. Do you feel most of our churches? How about this? If is simply taking the indoor experience outside actually effective to outreach ministry? Or because or, if the feeling of the church is still preaching to the saints, screaming about the same stuff you always screaming about, and you're not even actually talking to them, right? Outside right. of us, is it really effective? Uh, I've always been of the opinion: if you're going to do anything outdoors, it doesn't need to. It needs to change. I don't think. I don't think having churchy church or having taking a church outside with a. Uh, tent and you know setting the chair we literally set the chairs up just like we got them at the church literally bring one of our smaller pool pits out you know we, we bring our pool pit chairs outside I, we bring our pool pit listen jeff we've been yeah, there you know. no i'm saying i've seen okay. people bring whole red and wood pool pit <laughs> chairs outside and sit in them in the grass in the grass and then let's let, with a goblet, then, with a with a glass goblet <laughs> with mosquitoes in it. I'm gonna be honest, I and, and I know this is a little bit different, but I heard more people angry, angry at the outside churches. Bro, they like I'm trying to they're, sleep. They're blowing their horse. <laughs> they're blowing their horse. <laughs> people people's like, I just got off work. What is y'all doing? Right, right. My baby oh, slept all night. My baby just went to sleep. <laughs> and here y'all come. Here y'all come with these doggone horns. And, and fair warning, I'm about to do it in two weeks. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, Highland Homes. This is uh this is payback for all the times I woke up with these doggone loud speakers <laughs> and people with their cars drowning out the preacher. Maybe that's what it is, Jeff. It's payback. It's, payback. You know, it's, it's, it's the big hey, payback. How many times have we been preaching in our church and then some loud person drive by, stay at the stop sign, mm. booming hey system? While somebody's trying to testify, you know what? I got something for you. Wait till 10 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> we about to do the long version of this song and point all the speakers at your house. No, no, I've seen complaints. I've seen news reports. There is this uh, th th this Caucasian woman, of course, they call her a Karen, who walked up on a black church. I saw that. I saw that. And yes. like started arguing. And, and, thing that made me mad was the guy, the preacher with the mic, was arguing back through the microphone. <laughs> well, he, he, thought, was, he thought she was coming up to, you know, give a testimony or something. She's like, listen, I, I stay right across the lake. I no. can't, I can't. And, and then, 
And then it gets worse because just like when mics go out or the power has a flicker, then they start rebuking the devil and stuff just because somebody's yeah, complaining. Yeah. So the person's trying to talk, and there's a bunch of mothers like, in the name of Jesus, I, rebu- <laughs> I rebuke this human being who is trying to sleep. I rebuke her. I, I rebuke this poor lady. So I do believe you do need to be cognizant. But let's be honest, outdoor stuff is a part of life. You live next door to a stadium, you're going to hear noise. You live next door to a bar, you live next door. So in some ways, the church should have just as much right to make a little noise sometimes. Absolutely. Because everybody else does. Let's be clear. Everybody else does. Let me, when they bump in music behind me and I can hear them through the woods and somebody's having a block party on I can go over there all I want. Mm-hmm. I can go over there all I want. So I think the church should be good neighbors. And I mean, if you write up on houses, come on, man. You know, I even point our speakers like towards the street. Like we point our speakers like out main away from the homes. You hear it, but it's not like in your window, you know, and I think you should be. But it's not always good outreach. It's not. It's just like you said, it's just church outside. Well, I, I do think I do believe that is a good way. Because I do believe that a lot of these people may not hear you any other way or may not have come. And, and sometimes, I mean, they might not even hear, catch the whole service, they, but they might get a little bit of your word. They might get a little bit of singing. They might, you know, they might feel it, you know, I mean, and it might right. get somebody to come. But I mean, I don't think it's going to be the, uh, you know, the, the great awakening. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if that was true, you know, with all the tent revivals that have been had, all the outdoor services, even the times when our windows were just open back in the day, you know, prior to air conditioning, oh. some of us still open our windows, you know, you would have already evangelized. The anointing would have already dragged. I mean, come on now. I mean, if, and let's just be clear. And I hate to sound so cynical was the word I was looking for. Cynical is if you had that much power, it would have flowed out the windows by now and dragged all of them folk in the church. I mean, you know, we talk this talk. I just wish we would uh I just wish we would calm down a little bit on speaking for God and, and speaking for people at the same time. You know, but I also think that our approach to ministry and how we're preaching and what we're saying is important. Now here's something, Jeff, that your boy said a couple of weeks ago. And uh Lynn and what what's what's my man? Oh, Big uh, Al. Big Al. Alexander. They all a lot of comments have been said concerning violence and community. Bring back the tent revivals. Bring back outdoor services. I've actually seen that. You churches need to get back out with tent revivals. Now, let's be clear. The culture has shifted. Tent revivals don't mean the same thing. I grew up on a seven-day tent revival. Uh Us, Pastor Sheely, Bishop Wells, Bishop Madison Edge, Quimby Park, seven days. The men would sleep overnight with the equipment. I Uh mean, real shown-up tent revival. Yep. And, uh, you know, I grew up on that. Is the culture really a tent revival culture anymore in the same way we talked about how it's not a door knocking culture anymore? Well, I definitely ain't sleep. I, I, you know, I, I was uh, with Loretta when she done a fourth street one every year. And yeah. I mean, we had to stay outside. I ain't staying outside on fourth street for no reason right now. I just believe, <laughs> being honest, I'm, I'm just telling you, but I just believe that uh, what is more effective is like you do and like I've done, um, getting out there, walking the streets, getting to know people, getting that one-on-one contact and actually evangelizing to people and, and you know, finding out what are the needs of the community and what are the needs of the people and just letting the people see a friendly face and, uh, you know, just just being that, that community guy. So, you know, I mean, uh, 
Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. Being that community guy, being that community presence. And I want to address this because it was said earlier uh, by Sister uh, Jeanette asking Jesus went to the people to minister. That's it, it's half and half, to be honest. You know, uh, I understand that. That's get said a lot. Jesus went to the people to minister. It is absolutely half and half. If you read the Gospels at times, they really followed him. Absolutely. To be honest. Absolutely. To be honest, Absolutely. he started talking and people started following him. That That's mm-hmm. really what the Gospels teach. As but, a matter of fact, it was, it was a time where the Bible says that he left by boat yeah. and followed by folk. Foot. <laughs> right. And then you know, he just kept so, walking like, bye. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. Matter of fact, today I preached when he came down off the Mount of Olives and he came down and the people followed him and a guy with leprosy came up to him. It, they were following him. But here's what I want to say. She says, why does this modern church expect them to come to us? Church is not seasonal. And, and I want to just answer as a pastor. I don't believe anybody in the modern church expects the people to come to us. I think just about all of us believe that there has to be some mechanism of, of reaching out. And we do. Now, if I can sound a little pastoral about a lot of things that come up, uh, your church might be doing something right now and you don't know about it because you haven't gone to church. Remember, church is the meeting place, the headquarters where you get your marching orders. Right. It is where the saints gather. So perfect example, at Second Baptist, we've already declared we're going out every Wednesday, you know, to meet the people and pray with them. If my members don't come to church or tune in or hear the announcement, they won't know. How, how would they know if, if they don't show up? You know, it, it, that's still the number one way of, of communicating what we're doing yeah. next and, and how we're reaching out. And this is how many people we blessed. And so sometimes there are people on the outside of the church who have no idea what they're planning on the inside of the church to do ministry outside of the church because they never come in. Or they don't engage or they don't check the Facebook page. They don't do any things. I mean, I, I could go out, I can go out in the field and scream at the top of my lungs. The people in my neighborhood are going to hear me and that's it. And, and let's just, you know? be, let's just be clearly honest. And you know, and this is no knock towards you because I love what you do. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I absolutely, you, you know, man, you boys, we cool. But right. if you're, if you're not Todd Johnson, you know, 99% of the time, you ain't going to get the news coverage. <laughs> you know, Todd can say he he going to him and his church going, him and his church going to the, the corner store to buy pop. And the whole <laughs> 21 the, the trip is going to be there. Madonna Chisholm going to be there. <laughs> but, well, you know but, what? I, but there are a lot of other churches who are doing, and it's no knock on you because of how much you have done and because of the great work that you are doing. But there are a lot of churches that are, are doing stuff that might not get the record. Let's just not, well, you know. You're, you're absolutely right. But look, but there's a secret behind that. And here's the secret to that. And it's not that big of a secret. Most of these churches don't even know how to let people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't do it for show. You don't do it for recognition. I know some people take it that way. They take it in that. But if I want the community to take advantage of what we have to offer, absolutely. whether it's a food absolutely. giveaway or a youth program or an outreach, then I'm going to do a press release Mm-hmm. And send it to the paper. And actually, you know, from doing your program, somebody will come out. Absolutely. Most of our churches are just talking to each other. So there's a there, there, there's a two way street here. Right. Absolutely. And back, right. To that, right. back to that marching orders. And I love how uh, Charlene talked. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Charlene uh, talked about, you know, get your marching marching orders in the army. You get your marching orders and then an announcement is made as to what the next you know, we're going to wage war. We're going to do this. There's even a siren that goes off before we bomb this city. We're going to give notice to the public of what's happening. So 
while I'm telling my church what we're going to do, I would be a fool to make all these plans with my church, which I've done before, and not actually tell my community what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And some of our churches lack professionalism, uh, you know, and like, how do you reach out? Like, you know, and I, I, I've taken the knocks for all you just self-promoting. I'm like, you know, there's so much garbage in the newspaper. Why not put what the church is Absolutely. doing? Absolutely. Why everybody getting on Facebook talking about what we ain't doing? And we know what everybody's doing. And I've said to other pastors, dude, I wish you would have called such and such and said, hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing this giveaway. I'm doing this outreach. And it's up to us to get the word out, to spread the noise abroad, as the scriptures say, you know, the good things that God is doing. But you made an excellent point. There are always going to be some who get a little bit more attention, who have that track record, that bigger name. Every city has it. Every region has it. And that's where I'm quick to defend the church as a whole. Come on, sir. That's, I'm that's quick to defend the church as a whole, because whether you have 500 members or 15 members, there's a good chance you're doing something for somebody to better somebody's life, to help somebody, whether it's writing a check, supporting an organization, doing a food giveaway. It might not be 100 bags. Maybe you're feeding 10 people a month, but those 10 families wouldn't have it without you. And I've had those arguments with brothers and sisters who go to mega churches and want to tell me about their semi-truck ministry. Well, their semi-truck ministry might be great for New York City, but our pickup truck ministry might be effective in Warren, Ohio, because we're helping the people we're helping. So I think it's a two way street. And, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, I literally just like church anniversaries, they be walking in like I heard it's your anniversary. I'm like, it's like 20 other cats anniversary this month, (laughs) you know, but but it comes with the territory. But, you know, that outdoor worship experience, whether it's outdoor prayer or whatever, then it comes to is that what people even want or are they still just looking to the church for stuff? And when I say stuff, I mean give something away, have a place to dump my kid, uh-huh. right? You know, don't care less what you're teaching my kid. I just want to be gone, you know, from, from five to eight while you have a VBS for a whole week. And I know I got three hours free. Right. You know, does the community really want what the church has to offer when it goes out? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do, do you think they really want us to come out and pray, or are they gonna say, "Oh, here I go praying again"? Now, I'm trying to pray before we have all these shootings, like like Youngstown is having. And let's, let's switch. Yeah, let's let's switch gears here. Every summer, the church has to deal with what usually becomes an uptick in violence in the community, and an expectation for the church to do something about it. We're seeing it in Youngstown absolutely. right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think a lot of a lot of them are doing a great job. I know there's something going on. I think this Tuesday with, uh, I can't remember their name, the Vasquez's, or matter of fact, I think it's, uh, what is the name of their group? Uh, I can't remember the name of their group, but they're doing something down there on Sherwood at the new park down there. And I think, I love it. I I think that's something that a lot of us ought to do, um, especially if you're smaller or if you're bigger, you know, connect with somebody in the summer. You know, uh, you're doing these uh, outside, you're going out and you're going to park and pray. And if the Lord's willing, I'm going to be there. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to try to come out there and, you know, I might, you might just need an extra hand praying for somebody or, or ministering to somebody. I think we have to be put ourselves in position to, you know, not it's because it's not about the credit. It's not about, you know, it's about getting out there, doing the work of the Lord. And so we, we have to be uh, responsible enough to when you do see stuff in the paper, say, you know what, I'm going to go join up with them. You know, I, I don't I don't even got to tell nobody. I ain't even got to say I'm going to be there, but just show up and be exactly. Present. And I have a policy like I've done it already. If I'm going to go do ministry in a neighborhood where other churches are located, there's a good chance I'm going to speak to and try to reach out to that church. 
Absolutely. I, I've already done it for Sunday. I reached out and just, just gave a heads up to my brother who goes to a community. I'm going to send a text message in the morning. And, you know, I know for them, it's just a quick notice and say, hey, we're going to be praying at Quimby Park on Wednesday. That's obviously right across the street from you. Right. I just feel straight. And no, I don't feel like it's a territorial thing. I don't feel, you know, I don't feel that that, but I do feel not even respect. Like I owe them respect. I just feel it's an opportunity for fellowship. Why not connect with somebody who's right there? If somebody gets saved who lives on that block, they might be better off walking to their church instead of coming all the way over to mine. And I know what it's like to watch people drive into our neighborhoods and community and not even have a conversation. And they're not just from another part of the black community, from a whole other suburb somewhere and don't even speak. Like it's almost like walking in the house and your parents taught you to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. It's like, it's it's not my house, but you know, I'm here. You know, right. that day to day, you know, speak. And, and and I've had people first Christian assembly from Liberty. I, I give them all credit for several years. They did ignite outreach ministries and they all always look for ways to engage us. And even with like, yes. your pastor, where are you? We want to see you, you know, please don't feel that you can do it. You know, you can't do it. But again, however, as Janet calls it, taking it to the streets, however you do it, it's on us as believers to get involved and do it with our church or with ministries that are doing it. Because I'm, I'm honestly, I, I, I mean, no disrespect to anybody. I'm so sick and tired of people saying the church should be outside doing. And all the times I was outside doing it, they weren't there. They weren't there. They weren't there. I, I, I know where I've been. I know what I've done and I know how doggone loud I am about it. You know, like you said, you know, but half the people talking about you churches need to get I've, you know, many, not just me, I can name just about every church that does an outreach in, in the city of Warren alone. And the people doing the complaining did not show up to their outreach or help out or Absolutely. volunteer Absolutely. and all of that. And like even back to the violence thing, it's like, you know, we're pastors. We're not Batman. You know, we're we're not Marvel <laughs> superheroes. Vigilantes. We're not vigilantes. <laughs> Listen, Jeff, let's just put I our might, robes I on. Might be. I might be the rest you of might them, be. Man. I mean, you got a motorcycle and all. You got like the uh, the bat cycle. <laughs> Jeff got the bat cycle. You could go on and be like the gospel <laughs> avenger. <laughs> Jeff could be the gospel avenger. Like literally, all we can do, what we're supposed to do in the spiritual sense, is pray and give positive and spiritual uplift to our communities. Yes, there's a room. There's room for outreach. Yes, there's there's a part and a place of being out. But let's be honest. Nobody, unless it is their entire mission to do nothing but street or whether it's homeless or feeding, nobody can devote 100 percent of any of their operations to just to just that. It's impossible. There's not enough energy in the world. And matter of fact, I'll say this clearly. Most people I know who really try to rescue everybody in the streets end up burned out. Yeah, absolutely. End up burned out. We're back in the streets. (laughs) Like, you know what, dog? Just pass me that. Pass me that joint, dog. And, 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 and there are. <laughs> hey, remember, 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 winging a prayer. Remember, remember, winging a prayer. Yeah. What about, yeah. What, what about joints for Jesus? <laughs> I'm what's done. Wrong, I gotta go to work. I'm done. What's wrong, I'm what's wrong with joints for Jesus? For Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the track star come. She track star. Hey, she'll be there. <laughs> She'd be my first member. Listen, listen, let me say this before we close. I got to go to work. Let me say this before I we close. I, I'm going I'm to say this. And, um, you know, I, I hope, Todd, 
would uh you know you know love my sentiments. I, I know it's summertime, and I know a lot of y'all going on vacation, and I know a lot of y'all just you know happen to miss a Sunday. Y'all can still send y'all tides. You know you don't, you don't got you don't got you don't got it. You know, I know you, you ain't even got to come no more. Just cash out that joint. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, it's okay. You, you, know, you know it's summertime. You know the offering is down. Just send your joint in. You know what I mean? Zell, Zell, you know what I'm saying? You can, I- I- anything. Stop, yeah. stop, you know, stop taking all your money on vacation. You know what I mean? mean? All the you money. Didn't, you didn't have to buy them $17 French fries. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, that's, come on. I mean, I mean, come on. My Michael Jackson boy, shame shame on, shame on. <laughs> but no, and I mean that has often been said since some Bitcoin. Listen, <laughs> you know what? I think we need to be the first church that accepts Bitcoin, Bitcoin <laughs> offerings. But it's been said by the older ones, and I hear older deacons say, like literally, they would say, even if I'm not here, I'm supposed to send my money. And that's I know how archaic it sounds. I know anytime you say finance money anything especially if it's just not your own free will anybody saying anything but honestly bills don't change because you ain't there absolutely you not being there did not lower our electric bill at all and being a committed part of anything if i went away to work off site and i'm not here with my family and i had to go do a 30-day gig somewhere and work uh, off i bet you my bill is at my house gonna be paid absolutely hey when i went to the navy my wife was still at home. Uh, every that check came. I was broke in a mug up there and boot camping. <laughs> I was broke right. Mug, you know, right. because I still had responsibilities at home. Right. So, Absolutely. Take responsibility, you know, y'all. if you have any ideas as we close, if you have any ideas, something positive your church is doing this summer, we're going to bring in Big Mike. If your church is doing something positive this summer. If your church is doing something, put it in the comments. Shout your church out. If your church is, I, I saw Jay, Jay Jameson already said that uh, uh, Minister Mario has often done Kingdom Community Fest by Barnes yeah. Temple yes, yes, on the yes, east side. Yes. Hey, you they know. gave away haircuts and school oh, yeah. supplies and all that stuff, uh, which is a whole nother story. But uh, listen, yeah. we're going to have a school supply. Uh, <laughs> how are you going to have a school supply drive for kindergarten dropouts? I mean, they, they're not even going to school or preschool anymore. We giving away yeah. school supplies to people that use nothing but tablets now. Right, 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 right. And so, half, uh, the school, half school has has a lot of these, uh, you know. Oh, they giving this stuff, man. Because yeah, they the give- kids, they're not coming with stuff anyway. So it, it just is what it is. So hey, let's bring in Big Mike, and uh, I want to make sure I I hit up uh, our last sponsor, the Phillips Care family of businesses, who are the proud owners of High Street Fitness, Phillips Care Training. Uh, are operating High Street Fitness at 277 South High Street in Cortland, running, I'm going to call it a late summer, get your body right for Halloween special. <laughs> They're running, a, get, get your body right before you gain weight again at Halloween and Thanksgiving. So uh, check out Mike at 330-984-7632. They are also proud sponsors of Religiously Incorrect, and we are grateful to have them as sponsors. If you would like to be a sponsor of this world uh wide international grammy winning uh intergalactic podcast <laughs> where you can not only be introduced to a new audience but perhaps <laughs> to new species <laughs> to new species of people <laughs> email Listen. us 
at religiouslyincorrectpodcast at gmail.com. Listen, I rolled past Mike's shop for the other day, the other uh, by my uh in Cortland. I got tired yeah. just riding past. I ain't just riding in. by. Just... You started sweating just riding by. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, so... I'm, 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 I lost weight just riding by. <laughs> exactly. All right, Big Mike, what's happening? What's up, fellas? What's going on? Man, what's I'm good? good. I'm good. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, we got to work on your framing, bro. We got to work on your framing. You all up in the camera, man. He's in the yeah. utility room. He's, he's <laughs> next to the water heater. Do you, do you see all this beautifulness here? He's People next to the water heater. All of gotta, it. We see all of it. <laughs> we see all of it. People want to see this, Doc. People want to see it. It's hilarious. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have too much, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate your support. Like, um, what's your take on the summertime? I mean, what's your take on summer services? What, what do you think we should do? Man, keep doing what y'all doing, man. I mean, just make sure the AC work. Have somebody service it. Look at it every other week. Make sure it's cool. Y'all be all right. We had to do that this Sunday. We had another little glitch, and I'm like, we got to stay on the ball with this because we know right. why it's happening. Right. just got to stay on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, y'all got the fans with Martin Luther King on, little girl praying. Just, just make Absolutely. Sure for them. Absolutely. Call Sterling. Call the funeral home. Mayor, Mayor Doug go. Franklin. Mayor Doug Franklin. Mayor Doug Franklin for mayor. <laughs> Ain't supposed to have political stuff in the church, but we don't care, man. We there don't you care. go. There you go. Now, as far as the outside ministries, I think it's cool, man. You know, um, I know about, it, might, it might bother some people in the neighborhood, but they'll be all right. Like you said, they bump their music till three four in the morning anyway so right big mike like forget that white lady we don't care about her man <laughs> <laughs> this is my reparations this right my right reparations. uh we have an announcement right here from uh hold on let's put that up here mr whitby thank you very much my faithful food giveaway coordinator mm-hmm. second baptist has our food giveaway every third friday 11 a.m to 1 p.m so there that's this Friday, anybody at uh, Trumbull County. And by the way, we're open to volunteers. If you would like to volunteer, if you're free during the day and you'd like to come down and help, Thursday we get shipment in. We always post on our Facebook page if we can. And Friday you can come about 1030 and help the brothers and the sisters out. And uh, we could use some young backs and strong legs because, you know, a lot of our seasoned saints do this. But you young ones, you know, and that we need to do this, start thinking about this. Parents need to get their kids out volunteering and doing Absolutely. stuff Absolutely. in the summertime, not just going somewhere to have fun or do a camp, but actually put themselves to work, teach them how to serve. I'm going to make sure if my kids aren't, I think they had that program again, but I took an alliance with me before and said, Hey, you know, you got nothing to do. Come help out. Carry some boxes. That's the way I think. Y'all got any ribs? Y'all got any ribs? <laughs> we might have some. That's what Sister Whitby, if she ordered some, <laughs> some big speed. <laughs> hey, we get meat. You know, we get meat. You never know what we might get. They be surprising you. They be, they be surprised. You get filet mignons one week. Who knows, man? So, nah, it's all good, man. Would you be more apt to come to an outdoor service or an indoor service, Big Mike? Ooh. Outdoor service would be cool, I think. Mike is like neither, nigga. nigga. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, coming to, I, ain't, I ain't coming to your church, Doc. Nah, nah. Outdoor services are cool. You know, I've, I've, I've been to a few of them. You know, yeah. kind of switch up the atmosphere a little bit, a little bit different. I'm wrong with it, man. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually think, you know, churches should start doing them again. Why not? Yeah, I think it would hurt. You, you know, know, just nah, do it, do it, it well. Hurt. Do it effectively. Right. 
Try right. to think of new ways to do things. Right. Now leave leave the pulpit chairs inside. Leave the pulpit chairs you know, inside. You're... And the big glass, the big glass podium with the right, gold right, trim. Right, right. I'm right. A, I'm gonna be real honest with you. My air conditioner worked real well, and I ain't trying to go outside 95 degrees. <laughs> That's just me. Sister Whippy said no ribs, but they do have chicken this week. So if you All want right. to uh yes, sir. stop by and there get that go. chicken, you know, go on ahead, you know, and do it. Hey, we appreciate everybody watching. Don't forget the Go to religiouslyincorrectpodcast.com and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to make sure you like, share, comment, and spread the love of Religiously Incorrect. We have millions of viewers, but we could take a few million more. We would be more than happy to take you all. Listen, right y'all, we got, we, got, we got our two-year anniversary coming up. It's about we to be big. We need a live show. I think I got us a venue, y'all. If y'all want a venue, I think I got us a venue. We need to have all of our best favorite viewers in house. In house, and we just need to cut up. We just need to cut up for. Uh, yeah, I was I, I was going to announce that, but I, I don't I don't I don't want to jinx it. But yeah, I'm in the I'm in the negotiations now. Are you negotiations? Uh, negotiations now. Getting the live show together. So. Hopefully by the end of August, I, I can't say exactly what date, but the end of August, we will be live with a studio audience, the cameras, the mics, the whole nine. At the so Apollo Theater. <laughs> At the Apollo Theater. And Steve Harvey is the guest host. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about who we got next week? We got we got we got the apostle Darren Thomas. Amen. All the way from Columbus, Ohio. Y'all know him. He's, he's he's a singing machine, the singing sensation. So we got the apostle Darren Thomas with us next week. So tune in to uh, hear uh, what we got to talk about next week. Tune in next Sunday at nine for midnight, midnight afternoon night service, whatever y'all want to call it. <laughs> it's Sunday night service, Doc. We appreciate it. I can't wait to talk to Pastor Thomas, one of my favorites. Really enjoy him and his family. So I'm looking forward hey, um, to it. Real quick, the Charlene Lenore. Yes, we still have merch available. Um, email us your information, the size you want at religiously incorrect uh, podcast at gmail.com. Religiously incorrect podcast at gmail.com gives you information and we will definitely send you a shirt. Absolutely. Well, y'all, it's been a great one. Summer's almost over, so pretty soon it won't be summertime blues. It'll be the winter blues and y'all be complaining about that. Again. So. Again. Like we always do. But, hey, we love y'all. We appreciate you. Pastor Jeff, anything you want to say? Deuces. Love y'all. All, All right. right. Y'all take care. See y'all Peace next week. Peace out. Play it out. <laughs>